When you says to somebody else, I am sending you a base car of land, of earth. A base car is an area which can plant a car of produce. A car is equivalent to 30 sa'ah. And a base car is a fixed area. So he is telling him how large of an area he is selling him of his field. Says the Mishnah, If there were holes and cracks or small ditches, which were at least 10 tfachim deep, or there were rocks, which were at least 10 tfachim tall, they are not included in the measurement of the base car. He needs to give him a base car of land which can be planted. Because these things are considered to be significant things within, within, within themselves, they're either tall or deep, they are therefore not considered to be part of that field. And you need to give him a base car of that field because that was the arrangement. However, if they are less than 10 him tall or deep, then in Dodd-Memoir they are measured together with the field. They're not considered to be significant in their own right. And since every field has some rocks and ditches, it therefore can be included in the measurement of the base car. And if the seller told him that he is selling him base car of R, like a base car of earth, which implies that he's going to give him a rough measurement of a base car, not exactly a base car, then, even if there were ditches and holes in the ground, which were more than 10 tfachim deep, there are rocks which were more than 10 tfachim tall, they would be measured as part of the base car, because the language which the seller said does imply that it's not going to be exactly a base car, rather, however, this base car appears, whatever is situated inside this base car, that is what he is selling him, and therefore the sale would be valid, and no extra land would need to be given to the buyer, since all of it is included in the base car. Mission base, what happens if the seller told the buyer, base car of animoichelach, I am selling you a base car of earth, measured by the rope, meaning exactly a base car. In this case, if he gives him any tiny amount less than a base car, if it turns out that his field is actually a little bit smaller than a base car, then the seller needs to reduce from the price, and the buyer will need to give him a small amount of money, corresponding to the smaller sized field. If the field ended up being any larger than a base car, then Yachzer, he needs to return. This either means that the buyer needs to give a bit of extra money, or it means that the buyer needs to give him back part of the land. We'll see later on in this Mishnah which one he needs to do, in which situations he would need to give back money, in which situations he would need to give back land. All right, Im Omar Loi, Im Omar. If the seller said that I am selling you a base car, he doesn't say I'm selling it to you measured by the rope, but he says I'm selling it to you whether it's a little bit less or a little bit more. I'm selling you a base car even if it's not exactly a base car. Then, even if it ends up being less or more, and the difference is a quarter of a cav per sa'ah. A sa'ah is six calves, so a quarter of a cav per sa'ah is one twenty-fourth. If the difference is 124th to what they agreed to, in the case where it would be a base car, so it's 124th of a base car, if they agreed to a larger or smaller amount, the same would apply. So the Mishnah Hegiyoi, the amount of land which the buyer received is what he deserves, and nothing needs to be returned, or no money needs to be given more or less. Because he said, I'm selling you roughly that amount, 
So he ends up giving him that amount, but a little bit less, a little bit more, as long as that little bit less or little bit more is not 124th of the amount that he said he would sell him. So everything is valid and nothing can be changed. Yes, we can. But if the amount which he either gave extra in the field or less, if the difference is 24th or more, then Yasechespin, they now need to do a calculation because it's not fair that such a big difference to what they agreed to was performed in the sale. The question is though, what does the buyer give back to the, to the seller? Does he give back land or money? Says the Mishnah Mois, he needs to give him money and pay for the extra amount that he received. If the seller wanted to receive land, the extra land which he gave up and not money, then the buyer would need to give him back the land, the extra bit of the land. Meaning the seller can decide whether to receive land or money. Ask the Mishnah, why did the Chachom say that the seller can demand money back? Logically speaking, he should have to give back part of the land. The agreement was that he would give him a certain amount of land. And the field ended up being more than that amount of land. So he should really just give back the extra, and the sale would continue being as it had been agreed upon. So the Mishnah explains this is actually something which the Rabbonon decreed, in order to increase the, increase the strength of the seller, because the seller no longer has any land. He sold, he sold his entire field. If his field ends up being a bit larger than he thought, so the buyer is now going to give him back a tiny piece of land. Now, a tiny piece of land is pretty much useless. Only if it's a significant amount of land would one plant in that piece of land. So if the seller ends up receiving this tiny bit of land back, there's not much he can do with it. And because of that, the Chachom said that the seller can demand money for the extra amount of land, as opposed to receiving back that land. Now, it follows that Shemshir cabin. if the seller left over in his field an area of at least nine kav, which he had not sold. We're not talking about a, f- a case where he sold his entire field. Really, he left with himself the part of the field which is a significant amount of land. Uvagina, or if it's in a garden, then Beishatzi kav, an area which half a kav can be planted, which is a smaller area, but it's enough for it to be considered a garden, and according to Akiva, a garden can even be just a Beishreva, an area where a quarter of a cow of seeds can be planted. If there is a significant amount of land which the seller retained for himself, then then the buyer would give him back land, and the seller cannot demand money, because there's no reason why he should be able to demand money. The agreement was that he was selling him a certain amount of land, and the decree of the Rabbonim is irrelevant over here, because he has got something to do with the land, since it will join together with the land which he retained for himself, and that is considered a significant amount of land which he can use. Now the Mishnah adds, what happens in a case which we've been discussing, where they agreed that he would sell him, let's say, a base car, and it ended up being that the land was the size of a base car plus a 24th or more. So he said that the law is that when it's less than a 24th, then the seller can't demand any money or land back. But when it's more than a 24th, then he can. The Mishnah says, And the Gemara actually switches two words over here, that it should read, which means that he doesn't return only the extra, but he has to return the entire 24th. A quarter of a kav, which we said is a, t- a quarter of a kav per se'ah, is the same as a 24th. Meaning I could have thought that when he gives back the land, he doesn't need to give back all of the extra land, but he needs to give back 
the extra land, enough of it that the amount which is remaining, which he hasn't given back of the extra land, is now less than a 24th. Because the law is that if it was less than a 24th difference, then he doesn't need to give back any land. So even in a case where it's more than a 24th, if he gives back enough of the extra land such that he still keeps part of the extra land for himself, but that amount which he keeps for himself is less than a 24th, so he would be able to do that. So the mission says no. Once the extra land is more than a 24th, so now he has to give back the entire extra land. We just have a different law that if the amount of extra land is less than 24th, so it's insignificant and we're not going to make a big deal out of it. But if the amount of extra land is more than 24th, then all of the extra land needs to be returned to the seller. Mr. Gimel, what happens if when he's selling his area of land, he says, I'm selling you a base car, I'm selling it to you measured by the rope, an exact amount of a base car. And right after that, he says, whether it's a little bit less, whether it's a little bit more. So he just said two things which contradict each other. First he said he's measuring it exactly, then he said he's measuring it not exactly. Says the Mishnah, we go according to the second thing that he said. The phrase, whether it's a little bit less or whether it's a little bit more, has cancelled out the first phrase that he said he's doing it exactly. We assume that he went back on himself and that he really intends to sell it to him roughly but not with an exact measurement. What happens if it's the opposite, the opposite case? In Chosar and Yoser, first he says he's selling it to him roughly, whether it's a little bit less, whether it's a little bit more. With Bachevel, then he says, I'm measuring, I'm selling it to you by the measure of the rope. Once again, Pito mid Bachevel, the second phrase, when he says he's selling it exactly, has cancelled out the first phrase of Hin Chosar and Yoser, whether it's a little bit less, whether it's a little bit more. The Benanos is the opinion of Benanos that when somebody says two things that contradict each other, we go according to the second statement. The Gemara actually brings a different opinion that the Chachomim argue on Benanos and they hold that the seller always has the upper hand. We're not sure what exactly he means. So because of the rule of Hamitz Mechaveri Olav Haraya, the one who wants to take something from somebody else needs to bring a proof that he's entitled to it, otherwise he can't take it from the other person. So that means that the one who has the land with him and is selling it to somebody else, he has the upper hand. And therefore he would always give the smaller amount, whatever the case may be. Alright, what happens if the seller told the buyer, I'm selling you a base car, and then he said, he specified the Besimonovim Tsarov. It's signs and borders, and he went through the borders of the field, even after saying that it was the size of a base car. So on the one hand, he's specified the exact borders, which implies that he's selling him this field regardless of the size. On the other hand, he said he's selling him the field which is a base car. So in this case, we have the regular law of a sale which is mispriced. At Pachmishsus, if the difference between the size of a base car and the size of his field is less than a sixth, then he gioi. That is what the buyer receives and nothing has changed. However, at if the difference is more than a sixth, Yenaka, they would need to reduce from the amount of land or the amount of money according to the difference in the amount of, in the size of the field from a base car. Mr. Dalit, the one says to his friend, to somebody else, I'm selling you half my field. The question of the Mishnah is, do we split that field in terms of the size or in terms of the value? Says the Mishnah, they would split it in terms of its value. The neutral chatzisodehu and the buyer would take half of his field in terms of value. And the seller is able to give him the worst quality part of the field. We're assuming we're ending up with a case where we've got two halves of the field. One half is much smaller than the other half. But because it is far better quality, it is worth the same amount. 
Uh, everybody would, refer, would prefer to have a smaller piece of land, which is better quality. And the seller is able to take for himself the better quality half and give the buyer the larger half, which is worse quality. At the end of the day, he is fulfilling the agreement of giving him half of the field. And even if he says, I'm selling you half of my field in the south. Even in that case, they would measure the field between them and split it based on its value and its quality, based on its value. And the buyer would take the value of the southern half of the field, which means he doesn't necessarily get the southern part of the field. Rather, we measure how much the southern half of the field is. So half of the field in terms of size the south half, we would measure how much that is worth, and that is the amount of this person's field which the buyer will receive. But he doesn't necessarily receive it in the southern half. The seller would just give him an amount of his field which is worth the amount that the southern half of the field is worth. But it can be from the worst quality and doesn't necessarily need to be situated in the southern half because he can claim to the buyer that when he said that he's selling him the southern half, he meant the value of the southern half. All right, now the Vishnu adds, The buyer accepts upon himself, Place to set up a fence, A large ditch and a smaller ditch. These are all things which are used to protect the outside of the field. And the Mishnah is saying that the assumption which is made is that the buyer needs to put, give up of his own place the amount of land which he himself bought, he'll need to give up on that for the sake of his ditch and his fence. We do not assume that together with the field which the seller is selling the buyer, he's also selling him the space to set up a fence and a ditch. No, that's all included in the amount and in the part of the field which the buyer is receiving. The Kamal Choretz, how wide is a ditch generally which is placed in a field? Shishat Fochem, it would be six Fochem wide, Ruven Choretz, and a mini ditch would be Shalosha, it would be three Fochem wide. And the reason why they would have ditches and not just a fence is so that animals couldn't jump over the fence. So they would have these ditches, but the main point of the mission is that the space which he needs for these ditches, the buyer needs to give up on his own part of the land and he cannot demand from the seller to use his part of the land to dig these ditches or to set up the fence.